morning. Two weeks ago, I preached on the character trait love. Last week, we heard about the character trait of faith. This week, I was given the character trait purity. And the text is from Matthew chapter 19. There we read this from Jesus. He that is Jesus answered, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Purity. Actually, these verses are part of a larger context. Jesus was answering something. And despite the theme for today, he was answering not about sex. He was rather answering about divorce. The Pharisees had came up to him and they tested him asking, Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any cause? And the words following here are also important because... Jesus said, if you divorce your wife, that's committing adultery. And the Pharisees therefore said to him, well, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another, commits adultery. Wow. Wow. I got to tell you that when I was a lot younger and a student here at what was then called Christ College, a verse like this scared me to no end. You see, when I first came out here, I married a girl named Michelle, and she just took me down for the couch. She had a great smile. She had a great laugh. She had a wonderful personality. I loved being around her. And so we started dating, and we dated for the better part of two years During my senior year, I realized, look, we have to go one way or the other because we've been going out for two years. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to the seminary. Either we get married or we don't. But I was terrified of marriage. You see, I knew the stats. How many marriages end in divorce? And I didn't want to be one of those statistics. And so I was praying, Lord, what should I do? Should I marry this person? Is she the right one for me? I was praying really hard. I wanted God to say, yes, if you marry her, you will never get divorced. (laughs) But I never got that answer. (laughs) The answer I only thought I was getting from friends and from mentors was this. Well, Mark, what do you want to do? No, that's not the answer I wanted. Well, how does this have anything to do with purity? Well, my goal this morning is to focus upon purity by examining the issue of fidelity in marriage and then by making a few brief applications to what fidelity in a relationship might look like between those who are dating. So about marriage. The Pharisees wanted to know what Jesus thinks about divorce. We see these concerns expressed several times in the New Testament. Given that spouses are generally hard to live with, when is it okay to get rid of one? And apparently there were two thoughts at this time. 
There was one particular rabbi who went by the name of Shammai who taught similar to Jesus that you should never really divorce a spouse except for the most extreme circumstances, and that is if your wife has been unfaithful to you. But other teachers were far more permissive. One rabbi who went by the name of Hillel apparently taught you could divorce a wife if for no other reason than she didn't know how to cook, and she gave you bad food. Thank goodness my wife did not have this attitude about me. Or else my first failed barbecue, she would have left me a long time ago. Taken to its extreme, taken to its extreme, what does this look like? Try this wife, don't like her, get another. Try that wife, don't like her, get another. Such attitudes among the Judean males would have caused great hardship especially for the women. You see, there was no stigma to a divorced man getting remarried, but there would be a stigma for a divorced wife. She would probably have a tough time getting remarried. She would be easily taken advantage of as a single woman. She would not have any representation in the temple or in the courts. She would have a tough life. And so Jesus' comments here are directed as much against the men, this use, divorce, and try again mentality. It's against these attitudes that he is responding. It's kind of like serial adultery. Try that one. Ah, try that one. Oh, try that one. Typically, however, Jesus reorients the question. You see, brothers and sisters, no one was asking Jesus the right question. They just wanted to co-opt him. They just wanted to know, when is it okay to get rid of that wife? No one was asking the right question. They should have been asking this. How could I make a marriage work? That's a different question. And that is, in fact, the question that we hear at the cross. You see, because of our sin, Jesus does not take the attitude which he could. Gee, how could I get rid of these people? We have a broken relationship. Jesus asked a different question. What can I do to restore it? And from the cross, we see an answer. We see Jesus giving everything so that we can have forgiveness, so that we can have restoration, so that we can have peace, so that we can have security. You guys are asking the wrong question, Jesus said. You just want to know when you can get rid of a person. You ought to be asking, how can I find healing? How can I make it work? At least... That's the question we hear at the cross. Well, how might this apply to dating? Remember I said I was going to say something about that. (laughs) Well, let me suggest a few connections. It seems to me, it seems to me that there is also a use and discard attitude prevalent in some sections of society in regard to sexual relationships. How far can I go with this person tonight? This also, I believe, is asking the wrong question. 
You see, Jesus said, Adam and Eve were created to be different from animals for whom sex is purely an act of instinct. But in its worst form, in its worst form, this use and discard activity today sinks to the level of instinct. And partners are seen as little more than individuals to be used and then discarded. By contrast, Jesus affirms that sexual fidelity between Adam and Eve and all their descendants was to be part of a lifelong commitment. So perhaps, perhaps, perhaps the question that single individuals ought to be asking themselves is not, how far can I go tonight? But rather, how can I honor this precious gift of God by reserving it for someone to whom I will commit my life. As in so many areas of life, the grace of Jesus gives us an entirely new orientation. Well, this text, however, is about marriage and the sanctity of marriage, so let me begin where I started. I'm praying. <laughs> God, should I marry this person or not? What do you want to do? Finally, the president of the university, we were both on student government, the president of the university calls me and Michelle into his office and says, what's going on with you two? Because we're on and off and on and off. (laughs) And he finally says to Michelle, look, you need to give him a deadline. If he doesn't ask you to get married by this date and you set that date, it's over. Thanks a lot. I did not know the date that she set. She set it as February 1st, her birthday. Now, I kid you not, this is actually how it happened. I'm getting more and more anxious and more and more turmoil. And finally, I realized what God was trying to tell me, something he has always said in his word. Mark, if you marry Michelle, I will bless you. If you don't marry Michelle, I will bless you. What do you want to do? And so on the 31st of January, I'm talking to my sister. <laughs> We're in her apartment. I'm in, and she's not with me in the room. And I'm talking. And my sister finally says to me, Mark, you know, you're never going to be happy without her. Just ask her to get married. Hang up the phone. And this is how it happened. I walked into the living room. She's sitting on the couch. <laughs> well, do you want to get married? Guys, do not do it like that. (laughs) There was no candlelight dinner. There were no flowers. I had no ring. She looked at me and she said, you look like you're about to throw up. Why don't you ask me tomorrow when you feel better? On her birthday, I asked her again. That was over 32 years ago. Last June, we celebrated our 31st anniversary. Now, now I say that not to make you think I'm some expert at marriage, because it's still, it's kind of a mystery to me, still. But I have discovered this. Jesus kept his promise. He blessed me in my marriage. Because there I 
no grace. There I know acceptance. There I know as love at a dinner table. There I know security when I come home after a long day at work. I've discovered this. Fidelity in marriage and its blessings. What does that mean for you? Let's start asking the right question about fidelity and about a precious gift which goes along with a lifelong commitment and all the joys that are part of a marriage. May God bless you in this stage of your life so that you can know his grace and commit your lives to that grace. Amen.